<laughs> but then, yeah, the, the other preseason game that uh, really sticks in my mind, um, again, like in, in more recent times, was... Uh, it's Esberg. Yeah, the year before the, uh, the Steve King, um, Todd Kalman era, was the uh, the Esbier. It's Esbier, isn't it? Esberg to, to the non-educated. <laughs> Esbier energy. <clears throat> um, so yeah, that that was like that's got. Oh my god, that was a train wreck. I because obviously you were involved on the on ice stuff. I was involved in the off ice stuff. I I had the pleasure of of going on the NAT bus to and other good coach companies are available uh, to go and pick them up from Stansted um, uh, because I was part of like the supporters group at the time and things weren't particularly well organised. And then I remember these guys. They they I suppose didn't have laptops or anything or, or or tablets so we had to stop at the services to get some dvds and i think the only dvd they sold in the services was, fa- was face off the john travolta film <laughs> so i had to buy this copy of face off and I, was it sean Limpright was yeah. on there and he, he wasn't a big fan of face off and he made that well known yeah. you know, john travolta movie yeah. um and then and then the, the danish coach said to me who was an ex-nhl who was an ex-nhl he, he said to, and you know, I'm very shy on the mic, as you know, he said to me as we were driving into mm. Wales, he said, oh, can you be a tourist guide for us? So I'm there going, yeah, these are the Bringlass Tunnels. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is Coldra and, uh, and, all the uh, and all the landmarks. And then, uh, and then we pulled up at the BBT and they sort of went, oh, this is the practice facility. Where, where, where's the game taking place? Yeah, this 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 is it. So um, yeah. yeah, it was it was interesting right from the start. And they were staying. We we <laughs> we didn't have hotels in those days. Um, there was none in Cardiff. No, there was none in Cardiff. <laughs> and you know, I was involved, so I'm not criticising the other people who were involved yeah, or, or ownership. Well, I will or absolutely criticise. You can criticise. You can criticise. You criticise. They, they stayed in the urn. They stayed in the urn hostel. Yeah. In bunk beds <laughs> that um, built for kids. Yes, um, and, and there wasn't a bus to the rink. So, they had yeah, to walk j- across the link road. Just to reiterate, road. this is pre-Todd Calvin, yes. who treats all our teams uh, that come over like absolutely fantastically, and it gives us a great reputation throughout Europe. Previous regime, not so much. Um, <clears throat> first of all, sending John up to meet them, which that's is a fat, that's a fat. <laughs> what a, yeah, what an introduction. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, puts them up in a hostel where they are sharing like four in a room on kids' bunk beds. And I, I remember as well that we the, the night before the game, we all met in a boiling hot. It was about fifty degrees. Yeah. Like a, it was like it must be a theatre in the years. Oh yeah, because, I had to yeah. make a speech that night. Yeah, it was theatre in the years, and it was a welcome. Like the Lord Mayor of Cardiff was there. Um, it was a welcome to yeah, the city, was. and there's like almost like a civic reception. But it was boiling hot, and I. Never wanted to mention this guy in the podcast, but I will. Brent Pope was on the mic <clears throat> and he was interviewing some of our new guys. So I remember, first of all, he started ripping on Andrew Lord, who absolutely turned it round and just absolutely made him, uh, made Brent Pope feel like about 10 centimetres big. Um, very, very sharp. Um, but then when it got talking around the team, all he could talk about were how tough we were, how big we were how we've got, you know, um, murderers on our team, how we don't play with sticks, we play with axes. And it was all this like kind of elaborate story mm. about, and he'd gone on, he, he didn't just labor the point once or twice. He just went on the whole night and you could see around the room, you got this team from Denmark who, you know, it's not a physical league over there. They're looking around thinking, what the hell have we got ourselves into yeah. here? 
and it was really really over the top and it was just like uncomfortable for us and it just didn't stop and it was just like and tomorrow you're going to see how tough we are because it doesn't matter if it's a pre-season friendly or whatever we take no prisoners in our own building yeah. and it it just went on and on and on and on see, I, I i gotta be uh, i can't be hypocritical i can't throw brent under the bus because i worked with brent that year and, and i still talk to him now but it was a little bit of a uh, uncomfortable evening and that continued the next day and i remember the i forget the gentleman's name who was sort of like the the, the gm of um sbl are we saying sbl yeah. and and about four minutes into the first period he wanted to pull his team off the ice yeah. and he went down to brent who was commentating and said i'm pulling my team off the ice so then i spent the rest of the game sitting next to this gentleman trying to trying to calm him down yeah. and uh franny will go into the game now which was quite interesting the other thing I'm a little bit bitter about, they had breakfast in the Weatherspoons on the Sunday morning. I, I had to pay for that. <laughs> I, I had to pay for 20 guys to have breakfast in Weatherspoons, but you know. So between that and the 100 Club, you are way down oh, on this whole fan the, thing. The, the, yeah, the, really, it's, it's costing me. It's costing my soul and about £1,000. Yeah. yeah. So I'd actually organised this uh, SBA game. I thought you meant um, the breakfast. I no, no, that's brilliant. Really, <laughs> yeah. If you cost John all that money. Yeah, I would never own up to that. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this SBA game I was we were looking again for pre-season opponents uh, and I contacted Scott Matska um, yes. he played for a number of teams in Denmark mm-hmm. so have you got any contacts there so I wrote out to three or four teams that, that Scott had given me the details for um, a couple of them said they couldn't go and this guy straight away was oh we would love to come yeah and I built up this great great relationship with him you know he's really he's a lovely guy yeah. and he was a lovely guy and probably just after going to see Brent, you know, and want to pull his team off the ice. He's come to me on the bench and you could just see like the absolute hatred in his eyes yes. and the disgust. And he's like, what is this? What do you call this? Because what we, we should go on to explain. I mean, first of all, um, on that team, there was a, a number of faces uh, or yeah. names that we'll be familiar with. The night before we had a meal in um, one of the Italian yeah, restaurants down the bay. Yeah. Uh, I sat next to Tyler Mosienko. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got notes written down here, and the word I've written next to Mosienko is knob. Um, <laughs> he was the most miserable guy ever. Um, he was like, I was trying to engage in conversation with him, trying to be, you know, a yeah. decent host and, you know, be friendly and ever. Mm-hmm. One word answers, and yeah. Just you like, made it a couple of years later, though, on the bench, didn't you? Uh, when he was yeah, maybe we need to explain who Tyler Mosienko is for people <laughs> yeah. who don't know. Tyler Mosienko actually in Denmark um, uh, was a whistleblower, I guess you could say. No, he was. No, he, he, no, he, he, was, the he, he was the cheat. He, he was the cheat. Are we alleged? Do we have to say alleged or was it proved? No, is he alleged? He, he, no, Mastikoffs okay. was the whistleblower. Mastikoffs was the, the old whistleblower. Sheffield netminder, and Mosienko was found to have uh, betted on games. Yeah. Against his team? Uh, Against his team. So, games so what, involving his team. What, what had happened, I'll tell you what had happened. Was the <laughs> Granny num- doesn't care about lively, he goes straight. <laughs> <laughs> the number one goalie was Mustakovs. Yes. He was on uh, Masienko's team. And uh, Mustakovs went away to play for the national team. Yes. Um, the backup goalie was there. So Masienko and one other guy on the team, that was a Danish guy, I think, came up with this plan. They were quite, I think, big into mm-hmm. betting. They came up with this plan that they would speak to the goalie and basically ask him to let goals in. They could bet on the scores and they were going to clean up. So they did this a couple of games and made some money. And rather than betting on their team to lose, I think what they were saying to him was, 
let three goals in this first period, and then we'll get those goals back yeah. and we'll win the game. But you know, they lost a few games. Mm-hmm. One, um, I think, when Mustakovs was was away, but made quite a bit of money. When Mustakovs comes back in, they obviously got a bit greedy, and they're mm. like, "Hey, we got this thing going on. Don't worry, we'll <laughs> lose games. Yeah. All we need you to do in this." And fair play to Mustakovs, and I respect him massively yes. for this. He went straight to the the GM or whoever it was and said. This is what you guys are up to. And he got subsequently banned mm-hmm. for the rest of the season from Denmark. Should have been a lifetime ban, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did tell him that to his face. You did. <laughs> you did. Denmark. And it was yes. to his face. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. While dealing cards. Yeah, well, I like the action. <laughs> while, while dealing cards from the bench to illustrate the gambling. <laughs> but then Dops thought that was an obscene gesture. Yes. So I just did that so yeah, anyway. that's the history of so, Neil so, Francis and Simon Watson. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was the night before there was him. On the team also were uh, Guy Stofle that ended up yes. in Fife. Oh, and, okay. Milton and Milton Keynes. Milton yeah. Keynes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sean Limpright, who had already played for Sheffield. Yes, he had. And had gone across to, to Denmark after yeah. his year in Sheffield. Um, so still with Brent Pope's words ringing in their ears, I think they played a frightened hockey game. So... They thought our guys were going to go out there and... Um, they did have a lot of guys in face masks as well. They had some youngsters on that team. Yeah, they did. But it was Stoffley. I remember it was him that was overreacting to everything. So, you know, our guys would kind of you know, shoot a puck on net. The goalie would freeze it. Our guys would drive to the yeah. net to make sure he, they got the whistle. And he would turn around and cross-check guys. And our guys were like, what is going on here? So there's a couple of mm-hmm. punches thrown and like, he was... You know, going in throwing punch. I remember he was like way, way, way over the top, and I was pretty mad at their GM for like kind of having to go at us. And I'm like, well, tell you guys to calm down yeah. because you know he's going out there throwing punches. Do you think our guys are just going to walk away from that at home in the home opener? No, <laughs> not at all. So, so that happened a few times. I remember Pigsy had a fight with him. He did. I think Batchy might have had a rings a, a, bell. a bit of a, a bit of a scrap. There was you know a bit of a tussle going on. And then, of course, later on in the game, we had Andrew Conboy. So, <laughs> yeah. so this is the first year I think we didn't have Brad Voth. So we'd signed yeah. Andrew Conboy, who played a lot of American League hockey, was six foot four. Yeah, bit of a reputation as a hothead, but you know, a very good. He was player. a good player. He was and, a good you know, player. But this was his first game, and were, yeah. were you happy with Conboy when he came in, like sort of training and things? When he yeah, he we, like, what we was your were, first impression? First impressions were we. I think we might have pulled out the bag, you know, a, a decent. I think he could have been hey, for, for yeah. Brad Voth because he was way better player than we thought we were going to get. And then when he started playing, and he was throwing sort of some good checks and stuff like that. And then it got to probably the second period, and there was a little bit of a flashpoint in front of the net, and the guy gave him a little bit of a dig, and he turned around and headbutted him. <laughs> he headbutted the guy straight in the face. It's clear as day. It is clear. You sure can't if, even cover it up. I'm not sure if the clip is still on YouTube, but. Yeah, and it, it's it is the most blatant head, but it's not like I've a football one week. So I was just trying to get no, his face well, or something. Sometimes he lays the nut on it. Those ones where they kind of push their head. Yeah. Into, yeah. No, 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 no. He cocks his head back <laughs> and he smashes this guy. Yeah. You know, it was Limpright he caught. Was no, it, was it? it wasn't was it not? No, it was, it was one of the Danish guys. Is this before or after the cluster had been run? This is before. Okay. Um, so that's so so convoy gets thrown out and me, I mean like gee are looking at each other going like oh my god what is going on here and of course their GM that's yeah. just like already wanted to put his yeah. team out of the game he's like we just got headbutted and <laughs> their their coach like I just always remember I think it's Mark Pedersen I yes. think his name is yeah um, the look of disgust on his face yeah. thinking 
played in the NHL at one time. Now I'm in a tent watching my team get beat up by these goons, and I've just witnessed a headbutt in a preseason game. I just, I just remember him looking at him, and he was evaluating his life right in that moment. Um, so Convoy gets thrown out, and then later in the game, I remember it clear as day. Um, there's a puck comes across the net, and uh, Lacosta comes out for a poke check, and Sean Limpright did not alter his no, he didn't. part. I mean, he didn't skate into Lacosta, but he sure as hell didn't skate out the way of Lacosta. He catches him on the side of the head, and next thing, Lacosta sparked out on the floor. Mm-hmm. And there's our, you know, he was our star signer. If you just remember, uh, if you remember, we just yeah, lost, lost Frank Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. You know, because he pulled out over the, you know, the loss of the uni yeah. deal with Cardiff University. Um, so that was a massive blow. And somehow out of the bag, we managed to pull an ex-NHL goalie. Not just an ex-NHL goalie. He's probably got the, I think he has got the best ever record in the mm. NHL where he played two games and had two shutouts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of buzz about him. Um, obviously going to be a huge part of our team. And we've seen him just face down on the ice and he's out of the game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and Sean Limpright had, had, had caught him. And yes. And said some pretty derogatory things on, on Twitter either after. Because yeah. they played Coventry the night after. I remember, oh yeah, that's how, that's a proper hockey club, not like yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's funny looking back now about what happened that whole season. <laughs> and, you mm. know, had those incidents not happened, maybe with Lacosta and the team had got off to a better start. Then maybe G doesn't get sacked. Maybe the fans don't turn. Maybe you know, and maybe the, the maybe I don't have to pay for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the, the you know the Steve King and it might not happen. Yeah, yes, fair point. What um, what did you say to Conboy afterwards? What was the conversation like? What was his reaction? Did he apologise? Say sorry, coach. I, I literally lost my head there. Or <laughs> it was the other guy that nearly lost his head. <laughs> um, I I just think we were in total disbelief because like he, he, like. I guess the Lacosta thing kind of took, yeah, took a lot of people's attention. Definitely, but he didn't get suspended though, did he? Because Murray Hansen said, "Oh, because it was a, a friendly game." Or did he get? Because I thought this guy's going to be I missing out for about token, twenty games. I think he got a token one game ban or something like that. But the, yeah. the terminology was it wasn't a an elite league jurisdiction game. Games. So, uh, so maybe he got banned for the other friendly or something. We, like that. we wash our hands of it. Basically, <laughs> we're not we're not touching that one. And. Uh, it was good to see that Andrew Combo learned his lesson yeah. and you know, went on to slew for a linesman up in Fife, <laughs> as well as, uh, what, what did he do in Belfast? Oh, he, yeah. There was some... There was something. I forget, but... Uh, oh, uh, gouge. Eye gouge. Eye gouge. Yes. Eye gouge. Yeah. Um, and when that's sort of the least of your crimes, I guess, uh, <laughs> probably sums up his brief time with the devils. Oh, there it is. It's a... Uh, <laughs> The most we ever talked about that season. It was. It was <laughs> yeah. I shut the door on it again. Now it yeah, was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. It was good the preseason kind of was able to bring a little yeah. bit of that in. Um, and I guess the other one that stands out for me um, is AIK at the beginning of the Elite League. You've uh, got to tell this one because I I wasn't at this game. Oh, I so. can't believe you weren't at the game. I don't know where I was. And I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> I think the reason I remembered it is I had been away for a bit so i sort of it was the lockout year mm. and then i had exams and such so i kind of been divorced uh, away from the devils for a little bit and then kind of looking for something to do in the summer i was like oh you know what was the ticket situation is this friendly um you can say ak who at the time it's a big deal in sweden they were a, a really big team and the devils had just come back into the the top league mm-hmm. the elite league had just taken off so 
a lot of the old guys have come back as well. So Wei is making the return. Ronnie, you're back as well. Um, Frank Evans, Bez, yeah. all of these people coming back. So it's a kind of real big nostalgia feeling. And um, yeah, the uh, I think three two win in the yeah, end. It was, uh, and it just seemed to be a buzz around the world mm. nationality shrink. And it was good for me to be back. And uh, the AIK, I believe the story goes, the AIK coach was so annoyed that they lost yeah. the British opposition he drilled them afterwards on the ice up and down there yeah so the only thing I remember about the game that we talked about earlier was that Joe Watkins played first didn't he he had signed didn't, an ECHL he? contract yeah, and yeah. was able to guess he, they didn't start until like October hmm. or something um, but he had come and he was training with us yes. to, to you know to get sharp and you know played that game and played absolutely a blinder um, and there was all kind of hope and expectation yes. that he would come and sign for us, but he was already committed to going across to the States. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that's just a notable one for me. I, I remember reading team. about it, and I remember as a fan reading about Joe Watkins appearing and hoping that he, he would he would sign, and, you know, like, like you guys, uh, that season, um, you know, was just coming off... Uh, well, it wasn't coming off a, a, a difficult year the year before because we had sort of re-established ourselves in the BNL, but there'd been the the switch between Chris McSorley and was it Paul McMillan, the old Peterborough guy, and, and, and what have you. And, it, you know, the Devils were, were coming back to the top level where, um, you know, I would always feel that they would belong. And, and as you say, with the added mixture of, of um, previous heroes, previous legends coming back, I think that was the the start of, of, of something new, um, you know, but it took a while to get going. Obviously that was Glenn Mulvenor and we discussed that before. It, it was a bit messy and yeah, we're going to go into that year. It's a really fascinating yes. year for me. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Coven um, preseason as well. It, it just Coventry is our usual op opponent, isn't it? And you know, I always get a little bit, um, annoyed when there's criticism about the Coventry preseason. Mm. First of all, it makes perfect sense because they're the nearest yes. club. And so, in terms of, you know, you don't want to go travelling eight hours to go and play a preseason friendly. You know, it makes sense for both teams. You know, again, normally there are first games, mm. so you can get travelling support. You know, if we happen to play the first game away, mm. then you know there's a good chance that you can go up there and watch it if you want to see the team in their very first game and likewise for Coventry down here. But those games are anything but boring. You know, <laughs> yeah. think of the games that we've had pre-season against Coventry over the years. I mean, one of them sticks out again in that season. Um, first away game was in Coventry and we had Brad Plumpton against Kevin Harvey. Mm -hmm which was like an unbelievable toe-to-toe. -to -toe. It's one of those that yeah. you just can't believe your eyes how many punches they're throwing and landing. <laughs> Both open fighters, um, you know, and it was a great, great fight, and I wouldn't like to give it yeah. either way. And then in the return leg at home, Tyson Marsh fought Kevin Harvey again. Um, and again, it was incredible. And Batchy went with, who was, was it? Bo 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 Boris, Boris Balabek, twice. Yeah, he went with him twice he in the same game. The first yeah. game, he really... First, yeah. first, uh, first fight, sorry. Yeah, it's twice in the same game. Yeah. The first time, you had Valovic kind of like give him a shove, expect it, and yeah. Batty turned around and really surprised him, <laughs> yeah. didn't he? You know? And, and Batty was a lot younger then. And, Absolutely. You know, he, he more than held his own against oh, the God, guy that yeah. fought in the NHL. There was that moment in the second fight as well where uh, Valovic uh, protected, protected his head, head didn't he? It looked like he was about to 
crash yeah. down and I think just the respect for I think he did the two tilts he was Josh Batch is a tough tough guy yeah, when, when he wants to be guy. Josh Batch is a tough guy very much so and then you know the whole do you remember the whole pre-season build-up of uh, Devin Didiomiti yeah. against... Um... Was that Mike Egner, yeah? No, 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 no. Guy... Not Mike Egner, who? Mike Danton. Remember Danton. Mike Danton? Yeah, yeah, signed yeah. Mike Danton. And it kicked off on Twitter and it was like going on for you know, a month or so before they came over. So again, to fill in the blanks a little bit there for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Mike Danton was put in prison for... How are you going to phrase this? Trying to place a hit. Allegedly. 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 Hiring a hitman, placing a hit. He's put in prison. I'm pretty sure that's a guilty verdict, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Don't say allegedly if if you've gone down. I mean, I'll consult the lawyer for this for a number of reasons on this episode, but I mean, he was in jail. I mean, oh, yeah, he was in jail. So, so, yeah, he he was found guilty to colluding to murder someone. Yes. Just as a caveat, I think he's obviously repented now and he's running hockey schools and things like that. Quite a, 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 a stand up gentleman, but I think at the time. And um, he had been in the wilderness, hadn't he? He'd been an NHL guy, yes. and he was in the wilderness, and this was his first kind of big move. That yeah, Coventry he might have gone back to him. Canadian University or something like that. Yeah. Um, but Coventry had, were looking for that kind of grit, tough guy to, you know, they, they hadn't done anything for a few years, and I think they were putting all their eggs in, you know, there was, it was a massive gamble, and every team in the league got offered him and turned yeah. him down because he just didn't want that kind of, you know, the association almost, you know, uh, the, the negative publicity, but Coventry took him, which we were surprised by. And then, you know, from someone that, you know, that, that looks into the visa yes. stuff quite a bit, I was always thinking, how are they ever going to get him uh, a work permit? And sure enough, he didn't get one, did he? <clears throat> no. no. And it, I was surprised they announced him before training mm. for that. I would have thought that you could have gone through the process, seen if it had come mm. out there. But we had signed in here, Mite, and... He uh, had found Twitter in that he summer. Did, he did, he did. And yes. so had Mike Danton. And as soon as Deeds had found out that Danton had Twitter, that summer ignited in But were way... they buddies? No, no. What It started off, uh, Jerome Judas. Yes. Um, and he had signed in Coventry. Yes. And Deeds had signed in Cardiff. And Deeds sent a massive chirp against Judas saying that you know, he was going to beat his fat head or something like that. But those two yeah. guys were friends. Okay. So it was a kind of tongue-in-cheek joke at a friend with a Twitter audience of several, you know, tens of thousands. Um, Surely then... a tongue-in-cheek joke about a guy called Judas has got involved 30 pieces of silver <laughs> or but it's spelled, I'm going to crucify it's you. It's weird Italian way. G-G-Y. Yeah. But that would have been funny. Um yeah, so it started off as like a little dig at his, his friend, you know, yeah. we're going to play against each other. And then Ben Olsen jumped on it. Didn't yeah, he, he did. Or did he, or, no, no, sorry, it was Danton that jumped on no, it first, yeah. wasn't it? Danton jumped on it in defence of his teammate and went straight to Didiomiti. And then Didiomiti was like, oh, hang on a second, <laughs> got to bite here. And then just the most in- incredible did. Twitter war, yeah. It took over all summer. I mean, this is Twitter before really the league embraced it, I think. Yeah. And it was just no hold bad. It was sort of a, almost a daily thing at one point. Oh, it, it, was, was, it was box office. Deeds yeah. was sending quotes from prison phone calls that were in the press <laughs> and Danton was coming back with whatever he could because, I mean, it was all public domain stuff that Deeds was throwing at him, which he couldn't yeah, um, kind of... Uh, kind of get away with but yeah i always a lot wonder, of the belt stuff but yeah. it was like, what would have happened if dan oh made it to the show oh wow yeah 
talk about a butterfly effect <laughs> what would have happened that absolutely was, yeah that that's the the episode of that never did you know yeah we had the you know the players that never were yeah. gone yeah. through the storylines would have been yeah. what, what if yeah that would have just been oh. ugly every single game it would have been be kind of thing although that was great and we laugh about it now you, it is night and day between where the elite league is now and oh. where it was there and, and, and also i think that if you think of, of today's world then you know I, I think that the pc brigade would have just gone absolutely ballistic over some of the things that deeds had said yeah. even though like you say they were public record they were facts yes. um but you know not giving a guy a chance to put it all behind him and, yeah. and, and right his wrongs you know but uh Wow, at the time, it did make for an entertaining summer. Oh, it did make for a very entertaining summer. I just, I, I, I think I can even remember the tweet that, that started off. And indeed, says something on the lines of, oh boy, Mike Danton is in the league. I'm going to beat the wheels off you, son. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no it was, that was Judas. Oh, was that yeah, Judas? I'm going to beat the wheels off you. Beat the wheels off you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so yeah, you kind of had pre-season before pre-season. Yes, that year it was. Yeah. It was a good. It sold tickets for that first couple of games. <laughs> um, have we got any more on domestic opponents? Have you got any more stories there? No, I mean, in recent years, it was you know quite a, a coup to get the first KHL team to play over. Yeah. Yes, that was um, very good. In I thought they were very open with everyone in the KHL. Yeah, they were Gordy fantastic. Gordy Dwyer was yeah. superb. Yeah, he, he was very, very good to Andrew Lord, who was yeah. you know still quite new into his coaching yeah. role. Um, and Aaron Fox was associated. Well, too. yeah, was that's what I was say. Aaron Fox now the new coach of Sheffield Steelers. He was the GM. Yeah, you know, it was through him and I think Stevie Lyle that had yes. organised it. Um, you know, the game over here, but you know, we brought those over. Todd treated them very well. Yeah. You know, um, looked after them, and they reciprocated that by being fantastic ambassadors for their they team. Were. They went on the ice, I think, with the juniors. Did, which, you yeah. know, you got KHL players. That's fantastic. You know, they came out and watched Devils practice. They let Lordo step on the ice with uh, with their team to see, yeah, uh, you know, to see how they sort of practice and what drills they did. So Lordo still takes learning from mm-hmm. from that to this day. And you know, I think it was a, a huge part of of making him the yeah. success that he's been. So you know, a great move all around. It was great. To, um, it was great for the fans to be able to see a KHL team. Yeah. The, the most bizarre thing for me about the those games was I think it was two games over the weekend. That the best player on the ice that weekend was Gleason Fournier. Fournier. He was like, and I was really, really worried they were gonna pick that that's up. the last time yeah. that we would see Gleason Fournier in the devil shirt because I was convinced they were going to come in with a, you know, mm. uh, um, you can't turn down offer. Yeah. You know, yeah. KHL money, but uh, they were talking about they it. They were talking about it, yeah. They, 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 they were. said to us in, in, in news at the time, the only guy who could skate yeah. with us. Well, they had Solvay at the time, didn't they? Who, yeah, who really Solvay, stood yeah. out in those games. Yeah, but that, Fournier uh, went stride for stride with them. Yeah, a few guys. So they had Solvay, they had Balduke, who played yeah. in Nottingham last year. He was on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have spoken to a few guys off that roster that, you know, newly yeah. signed over the last few years. Danny Taylor was in Nets, wasn't Danny he? Danny Taylor was in Nets, yeah, yeah, he was. That was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that was a, a great experience for Cardiff. Oh. And the wild thing about it was we got more fans for Coventry pre-season than we did for that KHL yeah. game. Where did they stay that year? Was it In the Radisson Blues. Okay. Oh, not, not the year? Not the year? Not in the bunk bed. The bunk bed's fully booked. I don't think those guys would have fit in the bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> John did buy him breakfast. I did, yeah. <laughs> and they thoroughly enjoyed face-off. <laughs> they thoroughly enjoyed face-off. I've, uh, yeah, I've still, I've still got it in the DVD collection. <laughs> 
it was I don't know it was the year I did LSD for a whole 12 months of a hockey season it was just strange um for, for, I just sit on pre-season and, and Franny's got some great stories but just to echo his point about I, I never get the, the whole hung up about who we're playing. I love playing the European teams. It's great seeing a different style of hockey. But for me, preseason is all about seeing my team uh, in the sense of seeing them for the first time in, in a few months. But also, as we talked about earlier, for those nerds amongst us, okay, who can play with who, who's got chemistry. So I never get particularly, you know, worked up uh, um, uh, about it. And I, I know there was a lot of talk about ticket prices this time and what have you and, and, and not stepping on Todd's toes. But... I guess you kind of you pay your money, you take your choice. If you're not into preseason, don't don't worry about it. Enjoy your summer. Well, and, yeah, uh, I mean, it's an interesting point. I mean, the fans do cry out to see different opponents because you know we play pretty much an 80 game season yeah. now, and we play every team in the league, uh, and teams want to see something different. Now, to get these teams to come over, we pay everything for them. Yes, you know, from the moment they arrive to the moment they leave, we pay everything for them, and that comes at a cost. So, you know, we need to charge the normal price mm-hmm. ticket. But, you know, in exchange, you're getting to see uh, uh, an Apple team. Yeah. You know, so which is a league that is you know, rated above ours. And, you know, they finished sixth, I think, on regular season, ended up in fourth place after the reseeding. So that's a really good yeah. team. And, I, you know, I think those games on the weekend oh, were absolutely, yeah. you know, value for money. Yeah. So. But also, these days, you have to get your skating legs going for the CHL. Yeah. The CHL is almost point, yeah. the, the preseason yeah. in a way that... Yeah, you it comes around way earlier than we used to start. Yes, yeah. we used to start maybe last weekend of August, first mm-hmm. weekend of September. Now it's sort of mid August mm-hmm. going forward. So you need to get those legs moving against yeah. good skating teams, like we saw. And the then. European teams are good skating teams. We know that. Absolutely. And, um, playing against teams in our own league is is great for when you're going to be playing at that level. But it is really really valuable to go straight into the season on the back of playing that at that sort of pace um so you know. i do think todd should should say that just to, not not to jump on todd's back to give todd a little bit of defense but i think if todd actually turned around and just articulated like that franny has just said um i would rather see these european teams bringing the european teams comes in at a, a cost and i think the devils can could justify that to their their fans so i'm certainly not telling todd how to run his business because he's <laughs> a hugely exceptional gm but he could probably just give himself some cover on that and say, look, we're bringing in teams that will, A, help us in the CHL, as you just said, Gaz, but also something different for you guys to see at the start of the season. But they come at a cost, therefore the price point has to to, to be this. But like I said, you know, y- y- you can choose, and I don't mean this in an aggressive way, you can choose those go to those games or you choose not to go to those games. I would choose to go to those games because I've missed hockey for for four months or whatever it is. It's a different type of team. It's a different type of hockey. It's the style of hockey I like, the fast sort of puck moving. So... Um, yeah, I, I I had sort of no problem with, with the arrangements. And I think with respect to the, the Devils and uh, uh, Fever for the way they approached the game, they didn't approach it like a pre-season. No, they, they were just going to um, you know, feel each other out and you know, just take their, take their time to get their legs going. That, that was a, a very, very yeah. competitive game. So it's not every game you get a five-minute major penalty for cross-checking oh, no, to he, the head he went all after Adam, 19 seconds he went all Adam Conboy didn't he after <laughs> Mario Mackey laid that hit and, uh, yeah um, I think we covered pretty much everything we want to the only other things I had done we kind of covered the HL um, the only thing I've got written down here is Festival of Hockey in Autumn Cup is there anything in that 
Uh, Festival of Hockey was a, an interesting one again because of, and I, I uh, Shannon was still involved here, and I'd never say a bad word against Shannon, but I know he was on kind of on the, the way out there with his relationship with the, the owner at the time. Um, and because I was involved, again, I don't want to be hypocritical and start suddenly um, castigating Paul Reagan and, and Brent Pope, especially but not. feel free if you want to. I, I know, I know. Um, I'm always a bit careful because... I will I say, say, because i kind of done a muted introduction to this, the Festival of Hockey was two games it was, between Devil's Legends it was and Steelers Legends. It was our 25th anniversary and their 20th anniversary. So I think Shannon, uh, before he left... Um, had a, a very good idea that you'd combine pre-season with uh, a celebration of both anniversaries. And um, I thought that was a great idea. And, and me being the busybody that I am, I, I was in the office, uh, which was in the, the wharf at the time, which is no longer there. But I was in the office and I said to Shannon, oh, it'd be great if we could have this player and that player. Rick that Rick wouldn't surprise me that Rick Rabin was top of the list. <laughs> but we didn't get him on our team, did we? No, no, no. Uh, he, he, he turned me down. Yeah. Um, and you still, yet you still. I know he's a Trump supporting heartbreaker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I still worship him. Um, but yeah, so I said to Shannon, oh, I'd, I'd love to get this name, I'd love to get that name. And, and Shannon basically said, well, do you want to organize it? Uh, and, and yeah, absolutely, fantastic. And then it. That's the first time I ever really knew you. That's so. the, the, it was. Um, and I, I kind of walked into a little bit of an uncomfortable situation because. Um, there was no budget for the festival <laughs> of hockey so with the greatest will in the world sheffield as they do with everything had a healthy budget and we're bringing back um some pretty stellar names from the past and you know i was finding guys who had played for us in the old division too and it was great to see paul farmer as we spoke about before and robbie morris came back and they were supplemented by guys like franny who was it was great and it was not, cheap it was, <laughs> it, was, it was cheap and great and and and, and chinny played and what have you and, and vez came back over but we did lose guys like um ken hodge and, and mike mcwilliam uh and a few others because essentially we were we were flying them via alaska to greenland to, to, just to save money on, on costs and surprisingly enough they kind of said no we, we don't want to do that for a three-day trip if you fly us direct into heathrow we'll come uh but that didn't quite happen so again that was that was interesting and um i do remember i said that was the first time i knew franny properly and this was the first time i'd probably met vez and I remember, again, we had something at the Coal Exchange and, and Paul Sullivan put on a really good show and was as, as doing some kind of history of the players. And I thought that was it. And I was leaving for the night and Vez said, oh, no, you've got to come into town with us. And I don't think I've ever been so drunk in my life. And I had to drive to Sheffield the next day to, to watch the first game. And, uh, um, uh, yeah, I probably wasn't in the best of shape to, to, to do that. But it was kind of cool because on the Sunday we, we won. We lost in Sheffield the Legends game. But we won the Sunday game, and, and I kind of felt like a, a proud father or GM. That, uh, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun to play with, and you know, yeah. fair, fair play to you for putting it together. You know, it was something that all the old players always talk about. Oh, it'd be great to get together yeah. and, and play again, and you know, and that happened. And uh, my my one memory from it is, yeah, we lost the night before in yeah. Sheffield, and obviously, you know, there's there's been a historic rivalry as we've talked about on the podcast. That edition is available yes. to download. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, we wanted to get one back and tie yeah. the series up and you know what lawless is like for being yeah. competitive <laughs> and 
he was always like wanted to play his big guns all the time when yeah. when I was playing. So yeah. you know we used to sit on the bench up in Edinburgh for <laughs> fifty five minutes until we went eight nil up, and then we would uh, you know we'd yeah. get on the ice. And uh, yeah, I, rem- <laughs> I remember Lawless turning to me because obviously he knew I was involved in the yeah. club still, yeah. and you know I, I was coaching at the time. So he was wanted to run it past me. He's like, Brandon, you know we need to get something going here. So what I'm thinking is one two. One, two, three. So as in first line, second line, yeah. first line, second line, third line. So he was basically telling me my line <laughs> was only going to go out every other yeah. shift. And he was like selling it in such a yeah. positive way. He was just desperate for me to give him the okay where, I mean, there's no way I would have argued no. with him if he'd have done it. But Did you just stop and think, hang on, is it 1992? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, yeah, he's not changed at all. No. He wants to get, yeah, the yeah. keepers out there, he wants to get, oh. you know, Mo and the yeah. big guns and, and Doug was over. Doug, Doug was over. Um, but he, he was looking to get his big guns out there and I was just like, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. I remember, I remember this. Okay. That was my biggest regret. I didn't get Stephen Cooper to play and Ian came over but didn't play. And again, it's still a kind of a bugbear of mine. I'd I like them to get a a send-off in Cardiff. Yeah, I, I um, hope that it, was going to be it. It, it was Stephen's, um, Stephen's quite a proud guy. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the heights that he played at, you know, arguably the most influential so. British player yeah. at the time. And I include Tony Hand yeah. in that because Stephen won, you know, he did. everything. Yes. Um, I think, you know, it's one of those things that you say to him, oh, yeah, we're going to go on the ice. Most people would say, oh, brilliant, yeah. can't wait. He'd be like, not a chance. No. And, you, and, you know, he surprised me all the time. He says, like, not a chance. I'm not going out there making a fool of myself. No. And that's the kind of mentality he's got. But he watched that game and he was gutted he didn't play. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't was. know that. Yeah, he, okay. he was disappointed. I think Ian didn't play either. No, Ian he, came over, Ian came Ian over, came over and, and didn't play, sort of yeah. stood on the bench. And yeah, and then afterwards, that got Ian into the bug of playing. It, it again. did, it did. And he's now still playing for yeah. Los Arcos, whatever he they are is. in, the, <laughs> in, the, in, in Spain. In Spain. He's still going in his. Yes. Uh, and if you know, want to buy a, a holiday property, <laughs> he yeah. did. They're very nice. <laughs> no, so for, yeah. for the 30th anniversary, I, I don't know if I'm involved, but if, if Franny can, I'd, I'd love to get the Coopers on the ice. Have we had our 30th anniversary? No. Yeah, we're, we're 35th. 35th. 35th is the next one. 35th is yeah. the next one. 1986 <laughs> That's one for our actual season preview. <laughs> um, I just got one last question on my list. Uh, when when you were coaching, uh, was there anyone in pre-season that earned their roster spot a little bit higher up the lines? And conversely, was there anyone who, when they came into pre-season, you thought, we've actually got this one wrong for a change? <laughs> Ooh, very good question. You should have asked me that about five hours ago so I could have received it. <laughs> um, it probably was, yeah. The guys come in in, you know, the guys come in in various shapes. And do you know what it normally depends on? If there's ice available in your hometown. Yeah. So some guys in some parts of Canada, yeah. um, they will be somewhere where they take the ice out because yeah. it's so hot. That's why Mark Lewis stays in Cardiff now, wouldn't it? Yeah, to, to, yeah, to, get, to, the to get the ice. Yeah. Um, so they take the ice out and they have like ball hockey tournaments and yeah. stuff like that um, and they got no ice and normally put the ice in in August so yeah. they don't get a chance to skate others you know they, they, you quite often find that there's players whose 
parents run an ice rink yeah. or run hockey school or, and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been skating all summer or like we have it now, some of the guys live here year yeah. round where we're lucky enough to mm-hmm. have to have ice there. But um, I don't know, I, one guy that springs to mind uh, in terms who impressed straight away, who was a, a gamble sign, it was Tyler Michelle. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a sort of low-key-ish resume, mm-hmm. um, but when he came in, you could see he was just a bundle of energy, yeah. great skater, very intense in practice, and that followed through into the, uh, you know, into the preseason game. So it didn't necessarily bump him up the lines, but it, it, you know, he definitely got more ice time. You know, he was our number one penalty kill. I think him and Matt Toe yeah. were the first people we'd send out there. Um, and we just knew that rather than him being a sort of fill-in play, actually he was going to play a a big part of our uh, of our season. We mentioned him earlier, but I, I know you signed him prior to, to pre-season, but I, I think he had to pay his dues over the summer. Josh Batch was kind of a, uh, you know, he came down here through a contact, didn't he? And, and, and skated a bit in the summer and almost had to prove himself to yeah, you and Jay. Yeah, he, um, he was uh, given to us by Sam Smith, uh, who played with him in sort of GB juniors and stuff like that, and known him and said that, you know, he, he might be looking to come back and... We got him down to skate in the summer with G, and obviously he had the size, mm-hmm. which you can't teach. But then you know, we looked at him and saw how well he could skate for a big guy, and uh, and the skills he had. And um, straight away we made a you know a, mm-hmm. an offer on him and got him in, and you know somebody that we knew we could play regularly. Though. And and recently engaged. Congratulations, punching above his weight. I think we'd agree. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> do we do we think Tash listens to a podcast? Cast? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. She'd, love, she'd love that so yeah, she'd, yeah, yeah absolutely well we can promote the podcast from the basis of this congratulations with Taggery yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah congratulations Tash congratulations. and more so Josh well, and more well, so Josh yeah you. uh Jeremy, any last um closing comments on uh, this journey through preseason I think we've got a lot out of it I think uh the curtain's been pulled back on the uh the good yeah. the bad and the steve-o yes. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, my abiding memory now will be Steve-O pre-season. I, I think it's a... I love listening to Franny's stories earlier because I don't... It's probably a good thing and a bad thing, but you probably won't get that again to, to, to a degree. I know the guys yeah. had a, a bonding exercise this week playing foot golf, but it is more professional now. And that's only a good thing in terms of uh, standard of hockey going up and, and GB succeeding, but probably it takes a little bit away from from, from those stories that, that, that we got. And yeah, ho- hockey was you know, a little bit more innocent, I suppose, in, in, in the other day, in the terms that, you know, I didn't know. I thought the players were in bed and actually they were at a Rolling Stones concert. And you thought we did go to bed early. Yeah. I thought you did go to bed early. So, um, but no, you know, it was, a, it was a treat for me listening to some of Franny's stories there. So um, probably things that will be left in the past, but, but, you know, really, really good stuff to hear. Franny, anything from you before we leave? No, I quite enjoyed that. Look back at the, the preseason, and yeah, uh, you know, as I'm speaking and telling the stories, uh, quite, quite the disbelief of what I'd actually used to be like. <laughs> not not that long ago. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I just love that. how that oh six or seven season is so close to you being a coach as well. Like, it, yeah, it's only a th- what was a three year yeah, gap between absolutely. you being the wild other yeah. than you probably thinking, oh, I hope they're not in Charleston seating uh, Yeah. <laughs> Texting people at midnight hoping yeah. they're waiting for you. But it's okay because he met his wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I mean, talking of that, when uh, probably the last season in the Wales National Ice Rink, 
Um, G had come down, I think, that season. Mm-hmm. Ed had yeah. brought him down. Yes. Uh, I became good friends with him, and you know, G was single, I was single, and you know, we were right in town yeah. for our home games, and we'd have this thing called Sneaky Saturdays, uh, <laughs> where if we played a Saturday night home game, yeah. we didn't want to go home. You know, we wanted to go out, so yeah. we'd go across to, to life, and we would make sure that we drank vodka and water because <laughs> if anybody, if there are any yeah. eyes there, um, yes. you know, we were drinking waters. We yeah. were just out, you know, just socializing, socializing exactly. Um, but really, it was you know vodka and waters, and we'd always say, "Well, just have like just a couple of yeah. loosners after a game, just relax or whatever." And then we go across to Soda Bar, and then there was the likes of uh, Jason Digby, yeah. Mike Lee, yeah. and all those, and. Uh, you know, they knew that we had put a cap on our, yeah. you know, vodka waters at two, which maybe then became four. <laughs> which, and, and then they, every time we say, right, we've got to go now, we've got a game tomorrow. Yeah. Then they'd come back with another one and another one and another one. So, yeah, we played guilty um, pretty much that whole season <laughs> if we had a Saturday home game. Yeah. And then a couple of years down the line, we were yeah, the coaches, the coaches so <laughs> we knew everything to look out for. So did you like to party? Because G always comes quite, he's a great guy, but a very, very serious guy mm-hmm. and what have you. Did, did G like to party? Did he cut loose? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah? I mean, we, we just loved having this kind of undercover Saturdays that <laughs> none of our other teammates knew about. And, you know, if anybody saw us out, we were drinking water uh, and we were just, yeah. The captain and the longest serving player. Good yeah. stuff. Sneaky Saturdays. I also love that, I just imagine that later in there, uh, your coaching career, looking at everyone drinking a bottle of water with yeah. suspicion. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let me have a sniff of that. Yeah, not much got yeah. past us. Well, actually, I tell a lie, a lot got past us. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Matt Elish had known that story. So Matt Elish could yeah. have just gone when G said, well, what would you do? <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't do Sneaky Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, gentlemen. And uh, thank you all for listening. Once again, we will be back uh, in some form, maybe video, maybe audio. We'll see. Uh, in the next few weeks so just as always keep an eye on the twitter account at btb franny and we will have all the updates on there for you some discussion points as well stemming from this episode but on uh, behalf of john donovan and neil francis i've been gareth hewish and uh, we once again go on behind the bench thank you all for listening here's a bit of brass bonanza for your day